My name is Brent. I'm a compulsive overeater. Prior to um, OA, I definitely can say I always had an obsession with food. Uh, from the youngest memory that I can conjure up, I always really, really, really loved sugary candies and snacks and anything in that category of food. I was young and I was energetic. I had a fast metabolism. So I certainly didn't have any problem with weight. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I didn't have any problems with weight. My weight started catching up to me in my mid twenties. Prior to that, I did, did definitely um, continued on even as an adult with the love affair with sugary foods. And uh, it had expanded with, you know, having money and mobility and so forth that it expanded to all of the fast food restaurants and all the stuff on their menu, as well as, you know, buying the really unhealthy, um, sugary, salty, fatty, frozen foods and packaged foods. And to me, food was about pleasure, pleasure and convenience. And I can remember I started putting on some weight and it was not a great deal. I'm six foot one. So I was able to carry a few extra pounds without it really showing much, but I, I started noticing um, and I started noticing <laughs> I was getting a gut, you know, and this is how stupid <laughs> my logic is. I can remember standing in front of the mirror and think, oh, wow, you know what? You're packing on a few pounds. You're carrying it in your midsection. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And my, theory was once I have enough of a hot belly that the skin starts to touch skin below, that's when I'm in trouble. And once that happens, I'm, I'm going to have to put on the brakes, scale things back and reevaluate my lifestyle and my, um, eating. And um, I continue to put on weight. And for a long time, it's very odd. Uh, I'd say per probably 15 years, maybe I could eat just about anything. And I didn't gain too much weight. I stayed within a, 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 um, an area of about 10 pounds. I would go up, I'd go down a little bit. But I, I mean, even if it seemed like possibly, even if I tried, I couldn't get beyond that. So I felt like, okay, you know, I can cope with this. I can live with this. Well, as my life became a little bit more stressful, as my life became a little more sedentary, and I really started going even more so, not just to food for pleasure, but I started going 
to food, not just for pleasure, but also for stress, to relieve stress, um, to relieve loneliness, to relieve um, worry, anxiety, sadness. Um, my, my eating habits did get worse and my body was changing. My metabolism was really slowing down. So I struggled with a few different diets. There's one diet that um, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of tough. It's limited in what you can eat. But the thing that attracted me to it was it advocated for one cheat day every seven days. And I thought, wow, I can hold out. I can be a purist for seven day, six days rather. And I'll have this cheat day. I mean, this is what the book said. And, and people who are doing this particular diet. Um, and so during the week, I would think about things or I'd be at the supermarket. And I'd put it on a list or I'd just throw it in the baskets. I, I cannot touch that, but on cheat day, I can. I have permission. And... Um, I can remember the first cheat day on this diet, I started early and I was just eating all of these forbidden foods um, basically until I got ill. And I can remember, I can remember it was mid afternoon and I was just absolutely sick, sick. And but I was eating all the foods I wanted. I was enjoying it, but I wasn't. And, you know, that was mother nature telling me, is this really what you want? You can't do this to your body. And I slowed down a little tiny bit that day. And then the next morning I was back on the program for six days. The stupid thing is you would think I would have learned from that first cheat day that I would scale back, right? No every single cheat day. I did the same thing. I ate myself sick. And I was, you know, whatever progress I made, I put it back on because that cheat day and it was very successful. I did lose about 60 pounds on a calorie restricted diet. Um, but, and that was going good, except I ended up getting ill and I had uh, three, major surgeries and because of the stress and everything I kind of pitched that the nice thing is I gained a little bit of weight not much but I um, tried this diet tried that I experimented with this I did fasting and everything that I tried it was just temporary for a few days or even a few weeks and I'd gain back what I lost and I was still out of control. I found OA, I want to say it was originally I found OA probably around um, 2000, maybe 2019 or so. There's a very small group that meets once a week in the city where I live. And there were just like three or four elderly ladies, wonderful sweethearts. And I would go there on my lunch break. And it was just kind of, to me, it seemed like a support club. 
and we, we read all this stuff and we were going through the 12 and 12 or for today and we would share and I would listen, but I, I was only able to make a few meetings and I, I kind of bailed out and um, I didn't really get into the program and I didn't get a sponsor. I didn't get any literature really um, just away for today. And I was just still kind of on my own. I thought I could supplement whatever diet I'm doing with the literature, but I never really got plugged in. Then I started going back and that's when the pandemic shut everything down and I was, you know, out on the streets again until I found um, a way online in late February of this year. And um, Rob had and challenged me to 90 meetings in 90 days. And I thought, wow, if I can do that, you know, that'll give me a good idea of, you know, what this is all about. And um, so I did, I did the 90 meetings in 90 days. And, um, you know, I can honestly say before the first 30 days, I was definitely um, persuaded that this is where I needed to be. Since then, I, I make it a, a daily practice to make, get a meeting once a day. Um, sometimes I'm able to get into, I do have a sponsor. I got a copy of um, OA 12 and 12, and I've got AA 12 and 12. I've got abstinence book, um, the big book. My, my step sponsor and I meet once a week. We go through the big book. He's having me work my uh, fourth step right now. And the fellowship in the meetings, the phone calls, the um, texts, the uh, food plan that I have for uh, maintaining my abstinence, all of these things together, it really is taking the obsession away. I still have moments of temptation, I still have weakness, but now I have the tools the tools to slow down and think about what I'm doing and think about what I'm feeling. And I can pray and I can prepare myself in the morning with the meeting, with literature, with prayer. All of these different dynamics together have uh, pulled the program together for me and have uh, made a big difference. I, I just recently dialed in my abstinence. I'm trying not to obsess about the scale but um, what I am obsessing about is my higher power. And I, I try to go into the day each day with God and prayer and uh, some literature, then a program and my abstinence and leaning on my fellows. And I'm trying to take my eyes off the scale and just examine myself in relation to my higher power. So um, that's my experience, strength and hope. And Thank you for everybody here. And I'm thankful to uh, the program and to my higher power. That I'll pass.